Debbie and Veronica here, two successful creative entrepreneurs with a combined age of 120 years. I'm 55. And I'm 65. We have five children and three grandchildren between us. As a Gen Xer or Boomer, how do you thrive? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and more. We passionately believe in a world where women feel good about life and themselves, knowledgeable about relevant actions that will help them to thrive. Have you ever thought, if I only knew? Then come along with us on this journey. Hey ladies, welcome back to If I Only Knew podcast. Today, I have a friend of mine that now is friends with Debbie as well. Her, name, <laughs> her name is Debbie also. Hey, so It's a Debbie and Debbie It's a show. Debbie and Debbie and Veronica. Sorry about that. Sorry if we were running on that one. Okay. So Debbie is a holistic nutritionist, eating psychology coast, coach, and anti-inflammatory specialist. Girls, we are going to have some fun today. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. Join us around the table as we have a discussion with Debbie. Debbie. Yay. Well, Deb, so glad Welcome. you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this. We're very excited to have you. You Thank have you. taught me so much, Debbie. I met with Debbie for a while. She was coaching me. I'm not very easy to coach, I have to say. Not but true. Well, um, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but Debbie helped me so much. I came up. I had so many aha moments when we were talking because of the eating psychology part of it. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I think the eating psychology piece of what I do is probably the most exciting mm. because not only are we looking at calories in and calories out or fat loading or not fat loading, we're actually looking at ourselves as human beings, right? So awesome. how many times have you been on a diet? And all you're doing is weighing and measuring. Many. All the time because right. you, you learn the old fallacy. It's, it's always calories in, calories That's out, as yeah, you said. Exactly. Right. And I, let's see, did I have too much water, not enough water? I get in and out and worry exactly. about the pounds. Right. And while that is certainly important to nutrition, we have to look beyond that, mm. especially women, right? So Agreed. then if, you, if your husbands or your partners or your friends go on a diet – the man usually loses weight, no problem. He follows a program and boom, the weight comes off. That is so true. And we could be on that same program and we see fluctuations. Right. Why is that? Because we're emotional. We have emotions. We so sure do. emotions also equal weight. So for example, to give you something to think about an image, if you're carrying heavy emotion, right? Maybe our posture is bent over a little bit. Maybe our mood is a little bit gloomy, but that emotion weighs something and that's going to show up as unwanted weight in the body. So our emotional nutrition is just as important as what is on our plate. That's what eating psychology is about, that we are more than just a number on a scale. Okay, Deb, so you, you were saying that now that's emotional weight. Is, it, is there a certain place in the body that it tends to accumulate more than another, or it just depends on the individual? Ju just like the food that is on your plate, I could eat cucumbers, and Veronica may not be able to eat cucumbers okay. because they cause excess weight or inflammation in the body. Emotions can land anywhere in the body. Interesting. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah. How many times are you dealing with 
heavy emotion or even happy emotion. And the thing that you go to is food. Well, food is around us all the time. We say from the womb to the tomb, right? And right. everything in between. Yeah. Sure. When a baby is born, you celebrate with food. When somebody dies, you mourn with food right. and everywhere in between. So food is always around us. So, you know, in our wellness center, I talk to our patients about what does eating right look like to you? Mm. Okay. And what is so, eating right? Yeah. So yeah. eating right looks like to most people, I'm eating my fruits, I'm eating my vegetables, I have a balanced meal. Right. From an, And that's all important that I'm not negating that. But from an eating psychology approach, also, who are you as an eater? Mm. Are you an athlete? Are you a carnivore? Are you a vegetarian? Are you a fast eater? Are you a slow eater? Do you eat for fuel or do you eat to swallow your emotions? So who wow. you are as an eater is just as important as what you eat. Can you change who you are as an eater? You can. If you want to change, uh-huh. you can always change. Awesome. That's, That's my good belief, news. Yes, right? yeah. absolutely. That, right? Right. You have to want to. Right. The first step to changing is awareness. Right. So I'll give you an example. Okay. If let's say I'm working with someone who binge eats and I understand binge eating. I used to binge eat. I used to starve myself. I have one of the reasons why I got into this program is be into this career and study it is because of my background. And we can get into that if you want to. Um, You know, and I think about like, if I only knew when I was younger, not to listen to toxic nutritional beliefs like fat is fattening or you have to belong to the clean plate club and finish everything on your plate Yes. or don't eat the cake because you'll get fat. I mean, I grew up in that kind of environment. If I only knew that those were not my toxic nutritional beliefs, but my mother's and she's a, she was a wonderful person. I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, put her down, but she had her own challenges with weight. She studied um, to be a prima ballerina. So keeping her weight down was extremely important. Um, So if I only knew that those were just her beliefs, I would not have taken them on. And I will say that even as a young child, I knew that that did not work for me. Right. You know, I became a closet eater. I would eat cookies in the middle of the night. Um, I, you know, was very, very focused on, um, controlling my food, but getting back to, let's say somebody who's binge eating okay, right. from an eating psychology point of view, I might say, cause we're talking about changing behavior. Right. I might say to that person, here's the thing. That's okay if you binge, but this is how I want you to binge from now on. I want you to go to the store and I want you to buy yourself the most beautiful place setting. And a really nice tablecloth or or placemat, a nice wine glass, maybe some candles. And I only want you to take that setting out when you're about to binge. I want you to lower the lights. I want you to play nice music. I want you to take everything out that you plan to binge on, ice cream, pretzels, cookies, cheese, whatever it is, take it out, put it in front of you and go ahead and binge. Oh my gosh. 
My, I'm like the whole thing. My eyes are like rolling right, behind Debbie, my head. If going, you all like, could see Debbie and I right now, we're looking at each other like, like what? Okay. So what do you think will happen? Because when you're binging, you're unconscious. Totally. Yes, it's unconscious. So what do you think will happen? Well, I would probably choose not to binge at that point. By the time I got done doing all of that, I would want to have a beautiful meal with my beautiful tape, table setting. Right. You'd yeah. want to make better choices. You'd want to make better instead choices. Instead of a box of popcorn and, and, and stuff that looked that were in boxes and ugly. And here's this beautiful thing. And clearly it, it would point out such the, the difference to me right. between the two. Is that what, what you're well, thinking yes, or how that's and, hard? Okay. Yes. And you, if you still wanted to have the ice cream and you still wanted to have the pretzels and you still wanted to have the popcorn, go ahead and have it. But you're going to be conscious about it. You'll right. probably take <gasps> less ice cream. You probably oh. will take less pretzels. And you may so not even get to all of the stuff that you thought you wanted to binge on. So interesting. Debbie, that, that is, yes, yes. So fascinating. So the psychology of this, because so, many times, and I hear too, that many things are just, as you were saying, sort of unconscious. 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 You know, your subconscious mind is in control with these habits and these habit patterns that develop in your life. Right. And before you know it, you're, you are doing things out of habit that you're not really even conscious of that you're doing. So then you add the emotional pieces, what you're saying here, and that further complicates things, you know, sort of right. if you're healing certain wounds or you're depressed because maybe your thyroid's off or whatever, it could be a number of reasons right. mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. that all impacts what you're dealing with. That's right. And we tend to go to food to supplement or to take uh, the place of communication. So another eating psychology um, dynamic would be um, many people carry weight on them because of a undelivered communication. Maybe I want to say something to my husband that I am afraid to share with him. So what do I do? I stuff it down. Wow. Fascinating. I okay. carry that emotional weight. And I may look to food to substitute my communication. It also could be an undigested life experience. So some people that I work with have had um, sexual abuse, mm -hmm. right? Sure. And so they unconsciously keep weight on them to protect them. them right? Because the fear is, well, if I lose the weight, then I'm going to look more attractive. And maybe that will happen again. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So, so it's a, to it's grow this really, awareness when you're looking. So if someone you're working with is going to try to change, perhaps to lose weight or whatever, and, and you're going to be working really with the whole emotional piece, getting absolutely. them to look at their habits, what's just be aware of things and then strategies to work with that. And also look at what is going on in their life. Right. right. Yeah. Oftentimes people leave those emotions in their inside table, I call them. It's just it's like that place that just festers, and they don't they don't want to look back in and say this is really what I'm dealing it's with. Painful. It is that makes it too painful. Too painful. Yeah. So you need help, right? You do, and so many of us, especially women, we you know we we compare ourselves to despair. We want to look a certain way, and we force ourselves. We deprive ourselves of eating well. We get to the gym and we work out for three or four you know, hours at a time. Right. And we it's true. Us. 
Or we look in the mirror and say horrible things to ourselves. That is so true. How many times do you ever have you caught yourself saying such horrible things to yourself that you wouldn't even say to another person? Right, correct. That is true. It's true. So our body, our DNA hears that. Mm. So about eight years ago, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's Mm. thyroiditis. And the other thing about eating psychology is that rather than looking at weight as there's something wrong or broken, if you can look at that extra weight and ask it, what are you trying to teach me? Mm, That's really interesting. Okay. So I gained 32 pounds in a four month period without changing my diet, my exercise, anything. Okay. I understand that. Because I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's back in January, and I gained about 20 pounds right. in that time period. And I had I was not eating um, the way that I wanted to be eating, but I hadn't changed anything. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom. So, and it's like weight loss resistance. Yes. Like no matter what you do. So as a nutritionist, as an eating psychology coach and teacher, I still needed help because I couldn't heal myself. Right. I couldn't figure yeah. it out. I literally went from doctor to doctor to doctor to weight loss center, and the weight would not come off until, this is what I said to myself, what if I will always be 32 pounds heavier? What if? What if this is it? Am I going to spend the rest of my life hating on myself? Mm. Interesting, huh? But that was the lesson I needed to learn. Right. Because for all of my life, I was my worst critic. Oh, you're going to make me cry. I'm crying. (laughs) Guys, sorry. This is real life here. This is so good. I'm joining the, I had, I was just recently diagnosed with Hashimoto's as well. I had thought I was hypothyroid. Have the the perfect example of parents, you know, that always called. My father used to call me fat. So I mean, some really, no, really, yeah. But it just goes on, and then you get this diagnosis, and it's so important to you. You feel like you're aging. It's like, okay, the face is not looking good, so at least the body, and I can tuck my (laughs) pants in, and I can look cool, and wear my cute booties, and and you. it was, it hurts. It yeah, just hurts. No, it does. It's it does. So, it's so hurtful. But to hear you say that, to say, what if this is really just who I'm going to be? Because I, I, I refuse to beat myself up anymore. I know. Or put yeah. unrealistic expectations on myself. And when you stop that, and when you fall in love with yourself mm. over and over and over again, your body hears that. Ah, oh, and it decides to let it, go. Let go. It, let go. it lets go. When I when you say you fall in, I'm dripping a little face. In. Kleenex, where's the Kleenex? Okay, I just want y'all to know that our Kleenex box. Just so we keep it real. It's a giant it's a roll of toilet paper because so, I don't have so, any Kleenex. So we need to do this on YouTube. Oh my gosh, gosh. we're all crying. <laughs> all crying. And when I brought the mega roll in, they both laughed at me. Like, oh no, we'll never. Why do we need a mega roll? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had no true. idea. So true. <laughs> <laughs> so Deb, wow. when you say when you truly fall in love with yourself and you see so much of this out there so many yay rah rah people and you know I, I used to follow the hay I mean the Hayes and Louise Hayes and all sure. these different individuals and that's been to me a lifelong process what does that really feel like then what 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 did you do or how does it really feel great okay so I wrote a letter to my body oh, oh. okay and, and then that it was letter a love letter 
So yeah. I could certainly write a hate letter. That's easy. You know? Yeah. Like, why are my thighs too thick? Why is my stomach pooching out? Why this? Why that? Right. So mm-hmm. you really have to dig deep and acknowledge and thank your body. Thank you, legs, for allowing me to walk. Thank you, body, for bearing, you know, my children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thank you, uh, hips, for uh, giving me a place to sit, oh. uh, to hula dance, to belly dance, to do yoga. When you can acknowledge, when you accentuate the positive and look at all the things that your body, number one, innately does, it's amazing. We have an amazing body. Yes. It knows how to heal itself. Yes. Right? Right. Without It was created chemicals. to do all of the things it needs to yes. do. It's yes. an amazing machine. Yes. It's amazing. Amazing. But when you can really tune in with that, you stand with confidence. You, you acknowledge that not only do you do amazing things, but you are an amazing being. Yeah. Right, without bragging, you right. Right. Are, we, right. are. we all are, we are. Right. amazing beings. Yes. Right. And we all have the power to either accentuate the negative or mm. accentuate the positive. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean being a Pollyanna. No, no, no. correct. Being real. Means right. being real, being real. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and so I am all for exercising and looking good and feeling good, but the most important thing is feeling good. Feeling good. Right? So yeah. check, a check on your emotions. Feeling good emotionally and feeling good in your skin. Yeah. Yes. It's super important. It is important. You know, which brings me to what we were talking about before in terms of food. And one of the specialties that I work in is the realm of inflammation. And okay. inflammation now is the cause of chronic illness. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. So what what causes chronic illness? What causes inflammation? You were saying Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's right. motos is a it's an autoimmune disease right where the body is overreacting to something that it thinks is foreign in the body okay. so for example one of the things that i recognized that i could not eat was gluten so i gave up all my white flour and sugar but mostly gluten because when i ate gluten i recognized that my body became almost tingly and uh, very bloated, Bloated. but also very like tingly. And I felt anxious. Mm -hmm. I then did more research and on a molecular structure, gluten imitates thyroid tissue. So let's say I'm eating gluten. I had no idea. Okay. So let's say I'm eating gluten and I don't realize I'm, I have Hashimoto's and, and I'm feeling bloated and I'm feeling fatigued and, brain fog and all those other things, joint pain and tingly high anxiety. I eat gluten. The body looks at it as a foreign object. My antibodies, which is like the army inside of the body, goes on high alert. Right. And it starts shooting the gluten because it thinks it shouldn't be there. Uh, Okay. Now, because the gluten imitates thyroid tissue, guess what else it shoots at? The thyroid. The thyroid. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So 
if I didn't already have a reason to give up gluten. <laughs> and now gluten, we know, by the right. way, stays in the body for six months. Yeah. So I've heard bite, that. Yeah. It'll stay in your butt. Bite for six months. Yeah. Until you heal your gut. You've got to heal, heal your gut. Heal the gut. And we yeah, heard this uh, with the yeah, Meg, heard that. Megan was talking right. to us about yeah. that. Yeah. She was gut like, health. Gut health oh, is so, so important. important. So important. We're going to do a whole segment on gut health. Yeah. Probiotics. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Enzymes. That's what she said. That was the one thing that we should do. To go even further... I then discovered that string beans, this is just for me, my okay. body, okay. Okay. string okay. beans, cherries, and bananas cause inflammation in my body. Interesting. Wow. So so you have to look at what's actually causing it. So you have to be more noticeable of the shifts. Of, when are you more bloated? When are you uh, feeling a little more achy? When are you, you know. When are you off? When are you right? off? Are you completely off. Completely you learn no off. Right. You know, like something's going on, but I don't know so exactly those are maybe the what foods. it is. Oh, okay. So it could that be. is incredible. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we could talk for hours. Uh, so, and I think we need I to at knew. some point. I, Obviously I we, not today. Right. But, but we will, I think we, we'd love to, Deb, have yeah. you talk I, a couple of things, sort of uh, eating patterns. I would love to talk a little bit more about that as yes. a separate discussion. Yes. One thing that's ringing in my mind is fast eating. What's some of the psychology yes. behind that? Would be love. I mean, just sort of, and maybe our listeners could throw in some of the things anonymously of what they're hearing, and we can kind of just do a review of that Absolutely. particular thing, mm-hmm. as well as the whole topic of inflammation. Right. I love that. Yeah, I think that that really is a big, big topic that we need for yeah. the discussion. So to try to keep us on task and time for our listeners, um, what would you want to be the takeaway today for um, spending this time with us? And just in, in this short period of time, my Lord, I feel like I've, I, I've been blasted. <laughs> like, how did this happen? But, but what, what do you want our listeners to really feel and know? So the one thing that really stands out for me that if I knew then what I know now is that our daughters and our sons carry the energy of who we are Mm. and who we are as eaters. So my mother used to stand in front of the mirror and call herself fat. I learned how to do that. My young daughters started to do that until I learned differently. But I think for all the moms out there and all the women out there, understand who you are emotionally and pass on good nutritional beliefs to your children. Yeah. Yeah. Become as much educated, get as much information as you can. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. But we have to heal ourselves first. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Where can people find you, Deb? Where's the best way to get in touch with you? My website is mynourishingessentials.com slash nutrition. And my phone number? Sure. 703-307-7909. My email address? mynourishingessentials at gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. We'll put those on the show notes yeah. so everybody has a reference. Wonderful. And we can't thank you. I mean, oh, just, I'm like dying. Amazing. Oh, amazing. It's been so, so wonderful. It has. It has. has thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Debbie. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. So guys, we've got some really exciting news for you. We found out today. Yeah. What did we find out, Debbie? We're on the Apple platform. We're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. So you can subscribe and follow If I Only Knew 
on iTunes, we are super excited. Yeah, we're happy with yeah, that very that's much. That's a very yep. exciting. And please share us. Please, please share us share. with your friends. If you think this is an episode, um, one way more and more people, this is what our goal is to affect, you know, to try to affect in a movement yes. of women of 40 and above with yeah. the people that we know and who and what we're learning. Yeah. So please share us. Someone may share and find it. And, and also uh, a review is also great. We'd love a review. Yeah. Because that, again, that gets us higher up in the, in the, the ability to uh, be heard. Right? Be heard. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Okay. All right. We're going to do a few quick questions for you, uh -oh. Debbie. Ready? Just right off the top of your head, I want you to give me the answer. What's your guilty pleasure? Ice cream. Ooh. Who's the last person you texted? You. Oh. <laughs> what a surprise. Oh, I no, said, right? I'm here. Uh, last book you read. Okay, I'm in the middle of reading Holistic Anatomy. It's Ooh, fascinating. It's I love great. that. Last movie you watched? Oh my, I can't even remember the okay. movie I watched. Favorite food? Well, absolutely ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> also your guilty book? Yes. Pleasure. Uh, what is your longest friendship? My longest friendship is somebody who just moved to Leesburg. I know her from third grade. Oh, oh I love that. Cool. Such good friends. Oh, she's wonderful. Married? Her name? Nope. Am I married? Okay. Yes, I am married. Children? Four. Ooh, love that. Favorite color? Yellow. Grandchildren? One's, one grandson. Oh, that's awesome. How old? He or yeah. me? He. 13 months. Oh. Just started walking. Oh, so, so cute. cute. Uh, introvert or extrovert? I'm an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. Me too. Uh, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, toilet paper, over or under? Oh, over. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Um, oh my goodness. I have so many favorite songs. I like anything from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Love it. I love Very Our cool. House. That's, oh, cool. I love Our House. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Okay, we're oh, not going to say oh, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.